Well, that was not the most exciting football game in the world. This is Ken Marangolo for Hogshaven and the Audible. I want to welcome our good friend, Chris Hess, otherwise known as I Hate Dallas. I just had to call you, Chris, because that game bored the crap out of me. And um, I, I don't forget how excited I was before the game, but, man, it was hard to get through. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a, uh, my adrenaline was pumping until about, uh, oh, I don't know, 15 minutes after the game started, and then it was like, all right, please get to the regular season. All the freaking penalties, all of the, I mean, obviously things we're not going to do during the regular season. Um, It's not even like a game where you want to spend a lot of time talking about, okay, like what guys that you really like that you think are going to make the team, like how how did they do? Obviously, that's not um, what this uh, game is all about. It's about, obviously, a lot of players, even for the most part, who won't be on the team. Um, who, who stood out to you? If you could pick one player and say, man, that guy gave himself a chance to make this team today, who would you say it was? Uh, well, I thought there at the end uh, – Lyndon Trail did a couple nice things. I mean, he was a guy that I didn't even, I mean, he's not even on my radar, honestly. But um, he was kind of flying around the backfield there for a little bit. Um, you know, Sua obviously is going to make the team, and he was kind of the the standout player of the game. But, uh, but yeah, I thought Trail did a couple nice things, all we, things considered. We miss your boy, Stephen Daniels. Yeah, well, I mean, he would have obviously probably had about 37 tackles in that game, but, you know, what what could have been, I guess we'll have to wait till next year. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. Uh, oh, God, man, would have loved to have seen. We, we need linebackers, that's for sure. But um, I thought Trent Murphy made a couple good plays. Obviously, I thought Cravens played well uh, at, at linebacker. Um, I don't know. I wasn't blown away by, by our running back play. I... I Obviously, we couldn't get anything going running early with our starters um, and, and, and just beyond. So um, that definitely, I mean, I don't know. We, we, are, we didn't finish the season strong last year. Uh, certainly not as strong as we started it from a running perspective. And, um, you know, Kelly and Mac, uh, Robert Kelly and Mac Brown, uh, do either one of those two guys, uh, do, do you have a preference between the two of those? I like Kelly. Personally, um, you know, I did the uh, the whole I'm um, going to film study this guy by watching like five minutes of YouTube clips. But when I watched him run, he's got short, stocky legs and he takes those kind of short, choppy steps. And from running backs I've watched in the NFL, I mean, that that will always do you well. Um you know, a lot of those guys who kind of have that long stride tend to get caught up in the trash behind the line of scrimmage. Yep. So he just kind of looks like one of those guys that'll give you four yards when you need it, you know. And um, I, if you have a guy like that on your team that can that can squeeze four yards out of nothing every once in a while, then I think he's got a place. I mean, Keith Marshall, the guy that we uh, drafted and hope to – Hope, hope, hope he makes a team. Hope he contributes. I think he had five carries for negative one yards. Keith Marshall. Um, so that wasn't too exciting. Uh, I don't know. I, 
you know, we, you saw Ryan Grant early in the game taking uh, some of the reps that I expect Jameson Crowder to get in, in the regular season, I'm hoping, right? Yeah, I mean, it, that's definitely Jameson's spot. And, uh, <laughs> you know, what Well, what did kind of stick out to me, even though, even though he dropped that big touchdown, you know, Vernon Davis is old, but he had that corner beat. Oh, yeah, uh, he was open. It felt like a pretty good... Yeah, I mean, he was wide open. I mean, if if he can come down with that ball, which you hope he can, um, you know, and that's been the big knock on him for the past couple of years is that he just drops gimmies all the time. Um, but, I mean, he had that guy toasted, and he's, what, now 33, 34 years old? He's, he's getting up there. So He's got to catch I mean, I ball. think he can be – yeah, yeah, you got to come down with that. But, I mean, it was it was, it was nice to see him, you know, with – what looked like some pretty fresh legs out there uh, burning defensive back. So I thought that was good to see with Jordan Reed out because if Jordan Reed does have to sit out a game or two or three or four during the season, then then it's going to be nice to have a, a nice fast tight end in there to, to take some of those reps. Especially when with Niles Paul, um, you know, it looked like he nicked um, his injured ankle uh, when he was out there. But so... Chris, what's your like? What's your preseason, um, you know? What's your preseason routine? Because you're not you're an out of market Redskins fan, so you don't get to turn on your you don't get to turn on your cable station and watch watch the Redskins. You got to actually make like some serious effort to watch this game. What do you do? How do you do it? Oh yeah, so I mean, I honestly I go through I go to Reddit and they'll give you some uh, options. Uh, places to uh, watch the game, and obviously you uh, you want to be careful on your computer not to uh, have some Russian porn bot steal all your money from your bank account. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean I, I watch all the preseason games. Uh, you know, they're um, it's hugely important to me to kind of keep up with with all those kind of third and second string guys who are making a name for themselves and. It's just fun to see Redskins football, man. It feels like it's been forever since you've actually watched a game. So to see dudes in Redskins uniforms flying around the field, even in a meaningless game, was was great. You know, I mean, I was glued to every second of it. I love how meaningless it turned out to actually be. And um, obviously, the, I, and I always, I always bring it up, and I don't, don't shy away from it. The fact that our team it was so terrible for so long, and that. Um, you know, this was all we had. I mean, this, we used to come out and, and you know, winning in the preseason was, was the last time we'd be winning for the most part on a regular basis until the regular season, it, it, even, you know, if we were even able to win in the, in the preseason. So I was excited for some non-exciting, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> right? some non-exciting football, some stuff that like doesn't, doesn't matter. I was able you know, I was, I was fighting, like staying awake after the, you know, 20 plus penalties, um, were, were thrown, and I thought, by the way, that, that uh, flag on Mario Cooper for running into the kicker was the worst call ever. I don't know if you were, if you were, if you saw that or if you saw a good angle of that. I mean, he got... Oh, oh yeah. It was I, terrible. I mean, his, it, there may have been, you know, one millimeter of jersey thread that touched that kicker, but, you know, it was, it was one of those things where I, I felt myself wanting to cuss at the television, but then mm. I was like, in the big scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. What really made me upset is when they went to go review. I forgot what play it was, but they stopped to like review it, and I thought uh, 
I thought maybe the Falcons coach was going to throw a challenge. And it's like, dude, if you challenge in the preseason, you should be thrown in jail immediately. <laughs> I mean, no questions asked. Like, the cops should just come and get you because that is, that is terrible. Make the, but, uh, I'll make, make the uh, yeah. referee go underneath the yell at the hood. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are they really going to do this right now, man? Just, yeah, there should be like a no a no flag rule, no penalty rule in the preseason. Mug people, pull them down, doesn't matter. Just just let it fly and get the game over with, you know? Yeah, and I was, I mean, I'm also, I always watch, I always like to watch the score. I think it's fun when the game is close, and I think we took a lot of pride in our backups, you know, scoring points. In fact, many of our wins in preseason, I guess it would be fair to say, for, for most teams, you're winning uh, in the preseason on the strength of your backups, you know, towards the end of the game. Those are generally when the uh, the big points get scored, um, you know, because starters only play for one drive, maybe two. So I think that um, I would say I, I think it's exciting when you get a guy like Nate Sudfeld in a two-minute drill, but... I, I, do you really do you really want overtime in a preseason game? I mean, do you like overtime preseason games? Oh no, okay, no. Good, I was good. just you know, it, it was you know, Sudfeld. It was nice to see him go out there and, and throw a couple nice balls. And like I was, I was keeping up. You know, I I read Twitter just as much as I watch the game during it to to see to gauge people's reactions. And Redskins Twitter, it seems like, is just convinced that that this dude is the next coming of Ben Roethlisberger or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, they they were kind of hyped up about a few of his throws. But you know, I mean, it's just he's he's a six round pick and tall kid, and he he made a couple nice deep passes, and I think that he's got a nice kind of deep arm, but the rest of the throws left a little bit to be desired. But then again, he's playing with third stringers against third stringers, so it's just a, it's a sloppy shit show out there for the most part. Alright, so I'm going to let you get out on a bit, on an easy one. What was your what was the play of the game? What was like the thing that stood out to you, the one play that you that the whole night just came you know came down to? I know which one it was for me, but I'll let I'll let you go. Oh, for me, it was Sewer Cravens. Uh Slapping that ball back in uh, Matt Schaub's face when he came in on that blitz. Yep. And because it, it just kind of showed that he is, he's got it. I, I don't know what it is, but you can just tell that he, he knows what to do on a football field. And I think it, it got more clear tonight that, you know, whatever his position is, you know, whether it's a safety or a linebacker or a, whatever you want to call him, that, He's going to do some really cool things. He's going to be the on the field. He's here. definitely so, going to be on the field. Yeah, he. Yeah, he. I don't think you can keep him off the field. He's going to do stuff like that. I, I think nearly every game, you know, where he just makes an instinctful, impactful play, um, and to be able to judge where that ball is coming out with your hand and, and knock it down like that, I think people kind of don't realize how hard that probably really is to do at full speed and. Uh, for him to be only just barely drinking age, um, he, he's going to be exciting for a long time. So I was, I was, that was the play that kind of stood out to me. Or I was like, all right, awesome, we got to do it here. I, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll do a Kirk moment just because I, you know, I'm a Kirk guy, obviously. And I just, I thought watching him 
uh, you know, put those put those feet in front of the other and be on the move and throw pretty accurately. I, you know, he had those passes to Ryan Grant early. I thought the pass to to uh, um, I thought the pass. Well, I thought the, I thought the, the the pass on the run to Ryan Grant to me was was awesome. I think those are the kinds of plays. Obviously, when you have Jordan Reed and Jamison Crowder on the field. Um, I think you're going to see more yak. Uh, Ryan Grant, he got some yak, but he, he wasn't, wasn't, you know, wasn't a big yak day. Uh, I, I, I'm excited about watching Kirk Cousins move around. Um, I love the idea that uh, you know he can be athletic and he can um, create. He can run guys open. You know, I, obviously, I don't want him. Out, I don't want him back there running a lot. Um, but he's an athletic guy, and I think that's like the next evolution to me. Um, f- for him is to kind of really layer in um, the, you know, the ability to move uh, and make the quick decision on the run um, with accuracy. I think he's capable of doing that at a high level. I, 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 you know, I don't want to be the guy who compares him to Aaron Rodgers. I've done that in the past. Um, but, but you look at guys like that in the league. Obviously, they're not known for you know, running like the Cam Newtons and RG3s of the world. But, um, but you know when you have an athletic guy uh, with an accurate arm, and you put him on the on the loose, um, guys get open. And if you can hit if you can hit somebody, but when you're running to one side or the other, if you can hit somebody in stride, which I think Kirk Cousins can, I think your offense is is exponentially better. So that, that to me that was kind of you know it came early. I had to you know watch three and a half more quarters of football after that happened um, that weren't necessarily all that great. Um, but you know your boy. Uh, Robert Kelly, seven carries, 40 yards, and a touchdown. You know, I guess you have to gi- give him the nod. Uh, like, I think I'm with you. Um, but I'll tell you what, Chris, uh, we're going to do this more often. I wanted to kind of try this out. We're going to throw this up on the 5 o'clock club and see what the guys think. You know, uh, have any um, any comments for any of the, the regulars on the 5 o'clock club? Oh, well, yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I think Redskins fans are – scared of and and it feels like this has been boiling up until now that it feels like there's this narrative that as the longer the summer went on the more it became almost a reality to everyone that Kirk's season was this just mix of dumb luck and really good players around us and it's like we've all sort of convinced ourselves that uh, maybe the the other foot is going to come crashing down. Yep. And it was nice to see him just make, I mean, he's still making really fast decisions. The ball comes out fast. You're not worried about him, you know, holding on to it for five seconds and getting creamed. And really, his, his best throw of the night, I thought, was the check down to Chris Thompson on third down. They got, you know, what, 10 yards on third and 11? Yeah. Because what it allowed the team to do is punt in 10 Atlanta inside their own five. And I, he kind of understands that I mean, it's preseason. There's no game plan, but that's just good complimentary football when, you know, it's early in the game and he's like, all right, we well, can just flip field position right here without risking doing anything dumb. And I think, you know, that, that to me was really what stood out. I mean, he kind of looked around. It's like receiver, not open, receiver, not open. Chris Thompson hit 10 on third and 11 punt. Now Atlanta's backed up inside their own five. And that, to me, was just... I, I thought that was great. When you, when so you, I think I think when the season comes around, that Kirk is going to be... I, I mean, honestly, I think he's going to pick up right where he left off in, I do too. at the end of the season last year. 
I mean, I, I don't see any reason that he's going to to drop off. I mean, when he was talking about things in the offseason he was working on, and it wasn't, you know, things like how many drops to take and all that. He was really focusing on, you know, hand signals to tell his receivers what to do and those little things that kind of make it make a quarterback a good quarterback. I mean, it's not always right. just how far can you throw it, how fast can you run. It's, you know, being able to look and make eye contact with the guy, throw a couple fingers up, and they know exactly what you want to do, and you're on the same page. And, and it looked like he had that tonight, and that's a really good sign for the Redskins. Well, we're on the same page with you, my friend. And uh, hopefully, um, hopefully, hopefully everyone gets to the end of this and, and realizes that, you know, there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot of love in I hate Dallas's heart. And I think that, I think at the end of the day, that, 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 that's, that's the lesson everyone needs to, needs, needs to learn. And that this guy is just a big, cuddly teddy bear. He might be sitting uh, on a rocking chair, drinking some clear liquid out of a mason jar. You know, uh, you know, chewing on a reed, but you know, there's more to you than just that. Yeah, there is. There is. I mean, there's there's Crocs, you know, that that are just slightly worn. They're they're jorts to go with those Crocs. I mean, there's there's a lot to me. I'm a complex person. Jorts and Crocs. That should be the name of this segment. We'll call this segment <laughs> Jorts and Crocs with I hate. That's <laughs> nice. All right, we'll, man. We'll make it a regular segment, man. All right, dude. We'll listen. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk again next week. But I appreciate it, man. And um, thanks for uh, staying awake through this uh, penalty fest. Hey, no worries, man. No worries. It was it was a good time. It's nice to have football back. All right. Well, this was the audible. <laughs>